welcome to episode 44 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How are you doing today, Dave? Mike, I'm better than most. Not as good as some. How are you? Hey, kind of a dumb question, don't you think, Dave? Uh, Bears <laughs> won today. Five and one. Yeah. How do you think I'm doing? Although, with an asterisk, I will... I did it again tonight. Asterisk. Uh... I will say they're probably the worst five and one football team that's ever been in alive in existence playing. But that said, hey, maybe in fifteen weeks, whatever the math equates to, maybe we can say, hey, the Bears are the worst Super Bowl champion <laughs> of all time. That's where I was going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, I'm doing doing wonderful. Week six of the NFL, got a little Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Green Bay's getting the shit kicked out of them right now. The, the GOAT is beating A-Rod pretty handily. Yeah. Um, before we get started into episode 44, we do have a corrections corner, because I know how some of the listeners just die for the untapped rating. So last week, we didn't even give the untapped rating of our final selection. Um, so it was 379 with 11,000 check-ins. And I know everybody forgot, because I did too, is it was Crescent Fresh IPA from Ellison Brewing Company. So Dave rated a 375, and I was 389. So all of us were right around the untapped version. So anyway, yeah, just wanted to get that off our chest, because I know all the listeners just die for the untapped ratings. Yeah, and I didn't do our little, you are an idiot, uh, little... Um sound effect there just because we didn't really make a mistake per like we didn't yeah, say something right. wrong yeah we just forgot to say it yeah, yeah good call but it still didn't we need still needed to correct it because it, yeah i think there were like eleven thousand emails that were asking what was the rating of crescent yeah, yeah. You know. i know so, i hate um, when that happens uh anyway segment one is going to be business as usual but we are doing Things a little differently in segment two and three because this is flights, football, and anything else. First annual Oktoberfest tasting. I'm so looking forward to this. I am too because I want to know if anybody can dethrone the GOAT, which we will start off with. And the GOAT of Oktoberfest, by the way, if anybody doesn't know, is Sam Adams Oktoberfest 5.3 ABV. A paltry 16 IBUs and a 3.60. Yeah, I know we normally give it at the end, but we'll explain later. That's going to, the the untapped ratings are not going to be covered, and we'll explain later when we get to segment two. And the the Sam Adams has a whopping 381,000 check-ins, so everybody has <laughs> right, a little right. Sam Adams in us in them. So ah. Uh, Another pod first, too, by the way, since we don't have to worry about mixing up glasses. Both of us are going to go out of the uh, spit and chicklets, barstool sports, not a big deal glasses. So, nice bottle opener to you, sir. And I will pour the Sam Adams. Nice, more copper than golden. Yeah, golden would have been a terrible description of the beer. It's a copper color. Very. Caramely notes hit the census. Yes, sir. And let's start this first annual Oktoberfest. 
Cheers. So we probably should have, for the second annual, we'll learn how to say cheers in German. Right. Yeah. And that's funny you mentioned German, Dave, because I know, you know, we like to be, edu- you know, informative to our listeners. Teach right. them something. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I can't just teach them what a babbling drunk I am. And they obviously know I don't know any sports because I guarantee Georgia would beat uh, Alabama. Right. Yeah, they hung with them for a lot of the game, but they, they came right. up short. So I was wrong on yet another yeah. sports-related thing. So I might as well give the listeners something they can uh, use. And Oktoberfest is an annual festival in Munich, Germany, held over a two-week period. And this is the part that was strange to me, given the name Oktoberfest. yeah. And ending on the first, the first Sunday, Sunday in October. Isn't that weird? Yeah, so Oktoberfest, obviously because of COVID, was canceled in 2020. Yep. But it would have actually ended on October 4th, which... Yeah. was the first Sunday in October. This fe- festival originated on October 12th, 1810. Yeah. So this is a festival that's 210 years in the making. And that's, it's getting better and better. That's longer. <laughs> that's that's just about as long as the uh, Greek festival here in Saginaw, I think. Uh, and the, 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 the first one back there in 1810 was celebrated of the marriage of the crown prince of Bavaria, who later became King Louis I, to the princess Therese von Sachsen Heidelbergensen. I think you did I, that quite well. Thank you very you much. You must have practiced. I did. I, I was trying to get a little German accent. I said, we got to discuss this early in the podcast. Later on, there ain't no way in the world I'm going to be able well, to say probably, that. probably with the German, you probably could have gotten oh, yeah, some good maybe, German in later. I, yeah, I may have actually spoke German. <laughs> Who knows? Probably. After all these Oktoberfests were tasted, maybe I would have turned German. Peter's is part German, you know. So. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I reached back into my roots for that one. I pulled that one from my ancestors. Maybe. Maybe if we start talking later in the pod, because sometimes we go into the shows we're watching, if we start uh, talking about Hogan's Heroes or something like that, some German will come out. All right. Did you ever watch that? Yes, I did. Uh, That was one of my faves. I don't know why. See, I was too young. I never got the uh, humor because I was too young. Okay. When I watched it in syndication, I I picked up on the humor. But as a kid, I don't... The war, John... Come on, Mike, slow down. Long pot ahead of us. Take your time. Breathe. The war genre yeah. in movies and television was not my cup of tea. Gotcha. And like I said, the humor was over my head. And it was sure. just like, yeah, okay. Gotcha. Um, what, what, did, what, did the, uh, what was the one catchphrase that, that one guy would always say on that show, though? It'll come to me later. What were yeah. you going to say? Yeah. No, I, I was going to say, I was going to, I'm sorry for getting you off track talking about Hogan's Heroes, but. Um, sports. A lot happening in the world of sports, obviously. Uh, Astros. Almost did what the Red Sox did in 2004. Come back from 3-0 and win. Yep. Unlike my beloved Red Sox of 2004, the Astros couldn't seal the deal, and they every, didn't have enough trash cans. Or well, that's I, I got tired of all those tweets on Twitter because everybody is bagging. Oh, you didn't have enough to cheat. It's like, well, wait a second. They were down three to none, and they made it all the way to Game Seven against a very good team. So, you know, we can yeah turn back the clock to the pods, and I I was actually cheering for the Astros because. 
I wanted them to stick it to the naysayers who said they won only because of the cheating because, like I said, you know, I'll go up to bat. You can right. tell me a fastball is coming, yeah. and I'm going to probably <laughs> swing after it's in the catcher's mitt. So, I mean, you can give me all Still the Still takes talent. Exactly. Yep. Um, and then tonight, uh, probably as we're wrapping up recording, the Braves-Dodgers game seven will be tonight. And that's kind of been a goofy series, and I put the – Flights, football, and anything else, kiss of death on the Braves. Because last week I said they had given up five runs in five games and all of those were in one inning or whatever the stat was I gave. And then... They get shelled. Yeah, they, they, they give up 11 in the first <laughs> inning, which was a uh, postseason record. The Dodgers just... And at that, you know, because the Braves and Dodgers are actually playing in Texas where there are fans allowed. Okay. You know, and then the... Rays were in San Diego with no fans. So, if you were an Atlanta fan that paid top dollars, I got to imagine ticket prices, as scarce as they are, sure, are through the roof. And if you're a Brave fan, paid for that game and run a little late, you'd have got there. Like, what the fuck? We're down eleven nothing already. <laughs> so, um, uh, there was a big fight last night. Yep, the one guy who was on the Jim Rome show on Friday, he actually won the fight. Talking about Lopez? Is that who who won it? Uh, yeah, he beat the the other, was a, a Russian-sounding name, and the Russian-sounding name lost. Right. Uh, our, our fellow listener at the Fishman 8 tweeted out my take on this fight, and it just said the word boring, like scrolling <laughs> up right. and down, up and down. So apparently it wasn't that good of a fight. Well, at least in... Uh, yeah, well, they the fishmen. Oh, they were eyes. selling it like it. I guess the fight, the the card before that though was a, um, one of our soon to be loyal listeners, impossible guest, uh, Todd Goldensoft was saying that uh, the card before that, I guess some guy has knocked out every. I sh- I, I should have checked. I should have went home and checked on this more. Every every fight he's been in, he's like sixty and zero or something crazy like that. And uh, every fight he's been in the first round, he's knocked somebody out, and he didn't disappoint. I oh, guess really? He just, yeah. You mean not the car before? You mean the fight before? The fight before. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to say boxing. You know, when yeah. when Tyson got beat, I really haven't followed boxing. Although this is this guy who won the main fight is the youngest ever four belt holder, so he's got belts and yeah, so yeah. apparently the apparently if you can. Put initials together, you can have a championship belt. <laughs> um, yeah. Spit and Chicklets kind of stole my thunder here. But last week, during episode 43, we found out Dak Prescott had a pretty bad injury. Oof. And obviously it happened while we were recording, so I didn't really have a chance to delve into it then. And I had it written down to talk about, and the folks at... Spit the uh, spit and chicklets discussed it, yeah. And I'm still going to discuss it, and I'm not taking away from them because I had well, they I, stole it from us, they were listening they, to the pod, and then yeah, said, and then, hey, and we got to get to right, this before I, Mike does. I think they were exactly they wanted to beat us to the punch, but uh, going into the season, the Cowboys offered Dak a five year, 175 million dollar contract. He he bet on himself and. He was actually looking for more than $45 million a year. Through last week was week five. They had put, 
through four games, even though the Cowboys' record sucks, Dak was putting up some big-time numbers, and it looked like his bet on himself was going to pay off. Right. I mean, it's not a, like a career ender, ender. I mean, he didn't get his neck broke. I mean, his right. ankle was well, dangling there like a, if a Smith, noodle. If Smith can come back from his injury. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll, be, he'll yeah. be back. But now my guess is he's going to have to play next year on the franchise tag again. But the talk is, well, should the Cowboys take care of him? And what's your thought on that before we raid uh, the GOAT of Oktoberfest? Mm, if I have to fall on one side of the fence or the other, it's a business. Exactly. It's a business. Yeah, I, I was hoping so, you were sorry. Side with sorry that. about your luck. I was hoping you would side with Dak so we could get a little argument. But I agree with this. Like, I mean, they're going to give him the, the franchise tag, and the franchise tag is you're paid the equivalent of the top three quarterbacks or the top three position players or, or however it breaks down. So worst case scenario, next year he plays for a, a paltry, insulting $28 million. So I don't think you need to feel sorry for Dak, but I agree with this. Like, you know, hey, we, you know, we offered you five five years, $175 million. That, that's not a slap in the face. I mean, and he, and he said, you know what? I think I can do better. So, no, I don't want to sign it. And now yeah. the injury. But to say the Cowboys owe that to him. Hell exactly, no. Exactly. I agree with Jesus, you. no. I agree with you. God, um, go, uh, yeah, you can, like, um, you can probably revitalize a, a small urban community with $175 oh, million. Oh, I mean. for sure. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so, all right, well, no argument needed there because yeah. we're on the same page on that. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to disappoint you. But, oh, no problem. Yeah, that's no. But uh, anyway, what you know, let's – the one thing I will say before I give my rating on the Sam Adams Oktoberfest is don't know what it is, but this is – I'm not going to say the only, but one of the few, if not the only beers that I actually prefer – on tap. Oh, okay. Really? It, it, it just seems to have a more of the caramely notes yeah. and a little bit bigger bite. I'm not disappointed with this bottle that I purchased at right. uh, the local store. Ideal. But um, actually, this was by Meyer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. The, uh, the rest of the October oh, from right. Ideal Party Store in okay. Bay City. Um, I don't know what it is. You know, like sometimes maybe it's in your head. I don't know. Um, because traditionally, like, like if you offered me a, a Bud bottle right. or Bud draft, right. I'm taking the Bud bottle all day, every day, with no hesitation whatsoever. Right. It's a lot fresher. Yeah, yeah. and it's but, um, yeah, there's some like that 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 definitely are better out of the tap for whatever reason. And clearly, obviously, this is not an IPA, and I think it has drinkability where you can drink Sam Adams Oktoberfest all night. Yep, agreed. And the on tap rating is three point six zero. I like it a little better than that. I'm going to go three point seven five. Hmm. I'm gonna go three point seven zero. Why? Why not? Why not? <laughs> No, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's got a ton of drinkability. It's got really good flavor. Mm, yeah, I think I'm sticking with 
right, and asterisk number two on the beer that I said I like it better on tap. I do like the fact that it is a seasonal beer because it comes out like it's it, the Sam Adams Oktoberfest is almost like the Black Friday shopping. Traditionally, Black Friday started on the day after Thanksgiving. But in today's world, it it actually starts like maybe the fourth of July. I was going to say, does it start next week? <laughs> so, but Sam Adam, like I got, I had my first Oktoberfest this year at Applebee's, and I'm not shitting you. It may have been like the thirtieth of August. It was definitely right. in September. Okay. But yeah. Um, but then by the end of it, when they're yeah. no longer distributing it, I'm like, I'm, it's run its course. Yeah, I'm, I'm Oktoberfest out. Yep. And then you build up the want for it. Yeah. So for sure. So I, I like the fact that it is seasonal. All right, Dave. As we mentioned, uh, segments two and three, as far as tastings go, will be slightly different than what our listeners are used to. As we're not going to rate each one of these on our typical one to five scale, as it would just take too long. Right. So what we have is we have a flight. Each of us have a flight in front of us. With the Oktoberfest from Goose Island, Oddside Ale, Pigeon Hill Brewing, which is Muskegon's own, and Sierra Nevada. And what we're going to do is we're just, we'll start with the Goose Island. We don't have to pound the flight, but we're going right. to get through it rather quickly. Um, we will apologize in advance because we do have crackers on the table here because you want to cleanse the palate. Otherwise, all four of these are going to taste the same as they probably should anyway, as they're all four of them are Oktoberfest. And then of these four flights, we'll, Dave will say, I liked the Sierra Nevada better. And I said, oh, really? Oh, geez, Dave, you're an asshole. I like the odd sides better. And then right. we'll move on. But So if you live and die with the untapped rankings and statistics, just download the app, and you're going to have to go on your own on this, listeners. You know, right. Dave and I can't carry you forever, so I mean, <laughs> you, 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 we're going to have to we're going to have to cut ties and let you go out on your own at some point. But uh, without further ado, our first of the flight is Goose Island's version of Oktoberfest with a K. Cheers. Cheers. That. Doesn't have the caramel bite, and it's a little—I don't want to say bitter, but it's yeah, a little danker, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Dank is kind of a negative connotation. I don't know if you're spot on with the with a little more bitter, less yeah. caramel, more bitter. Yes. So the goat Sam Adams. Does not have to fear Goose Island. Um, by the way, do you know why Oktoberfest is with a K? No. Uh, that's the way it's spelled in Germany. Oh, okay. And you know what? I had to do a little research in the break. And I said, you know, it seems odd that it would end the first Sunday of October. Right. Well, do you know why that is? Why is that, Mike? Well... Tell me, Mike, why is that? It is called Oktoberfest because the wedding start the wedding that started it all, as I mentioned earlier, and I'm not going to try to say that name again because I, I hit it so spectacularly <laughs> the first did. time. I'm quitting while I'm ahead. <laughs> was held on October 12th, but as the festivals became as the festival days became longer, 
it became necessary to move it to September as the days are comparatively warmer and longer. No, so, therefore, they, they said, hey, we want to drink and party. We're Germans. We want to drink and party. Yeah. It's too cold late October. Fuck it. Let's move it back. <laughs> you know, let's, we'll, we'll have this end on the first Sunday in October. That's where common sense comes into play. Exactly. It? It, you know, I wouldn't mind it. I would prefer the cool weather. But, hey. Yeah, I, yeah. True. Anyway, that was their thought behind it. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Um, I wouldn't say I hated Goose Island's Oktoberfest. But... I will not, this no way, shape, form no. is going to knock the goat off its purchase. Nope. Um, so as I cleanse my palate here, I'm, I'm, I'm writing these down. As we're watching the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers leave the field, yeah, we're no longer after that yeah, ass whooping. Yeah, we're, thirty-eight to ten, the goat stuck it to Aaron Rodgers. Um, I didn't realize uh, Brady was that much taller than Rodgers. I guess I didn't either. I didn't. Even, I wasn't even paying attention when I saw it, so I guess I didn't. I guess I. I still didn't realize it. Um, I hey, I just discovered something, Dave. Yeah. Uh, with pouring the flights in our three to five ounce flight glasses, there's a lot of leftovers. So I have a feeling, uh. One of us is gonna pull do our 2020 version of uh Caddyshack. Well, what's the uh, the, the nephew's name? Uh, Spalding, Spalding, yeah. One of us is gonna turn it. Spalding's just started <laughs> drinking the leftover. Uh, that one of us, I'm sure, is gonna be me, yeah. but hey, hopefully, you don't go puke in your car. No, well, it wasn't his car. It was, it was uh, somebody yeah, else's. Yeah, somebody else's. If you're going to puke, I, you might as well puke in somebody else's. I don't car. think you're gonna go to the neighbors and puke in their sunroof. All right, um. Second one, second, and then I like the, uh, as far as names go, this one has the the Odd Side Brewing Company has an edge because they named their beer Oddtoberfest. Nice. Obviously, just because it's Odd Side Brewing. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Look. Oh, sorry yeah. To... You dwarfs them. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, palate cleansed? Yep. Let's go to the Odd Side. Oddtober. Fast. There's a little more caramel yeah. there. More caramel, more flavor. So yeah, I don't know if it's going to dethrone the goat, but it definitely is better than the Goose Island. Um, we do have to. But by the way, do you have any uh, this day in sports? I do. I, I have two myself. So, 43 years ago today, I have a double shot. Yeah. October 18th, 1977, 43 years ago today, the Yanks win their 21st World Series title in a four-game sweep, and Reggie Jackson tied the Bambino with three consecutive taters. That's a so, big deal. Yeah, yeah, so. I don't think that they should have the first 10, because weren't there only like six teams in the league you could just go Right, yeah. They, you can well, go that, beat yeah, up on yeah. everybody, and yeah. Hey, we've had twenty-one. Yeah, right. But it's twenty-seven titles is still a lot of titles. Yeah, it is. It although, is. The, although my Red Sox have four in the last two thousand four, four in two uh, the last sixteen years. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Nineteen fifty-three. <clears throat> Willie Thrower, 
and yes, I'm saying that correctly, thrower, becomes the first black NFL quarterback in modern times. Well, that's uh, it's a little he, ironic. He, yeah, he had, he had you know, he, by birth he had to play that position play, you know, with, his, with his uh, name of thrower. Or what other you, you can't Willie put, Thrower? You can't put him as a receiver because his name's not Willie Catcher. <laughs> That'd be so stupid. <laughs> it would be. So the coach said, "What's your what's your name?" He said, uh, "Thrower." All right. Well, obviously you're the quarterback. <laughs> what what year was that though? Fifty three. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting the one. The first black quarterback in the NFL? In modern times. So still, maybe, yeah, I mean. I didn't think, 67 years, I didn't think, wow. Well, that's why, that's why yeah, I chose that, too, because it. it surprised I even, me a little bit. I didn't even bit. see that one on, on there. That was one of the ones that wasn't highlighted or wasn't. Well yeah. done, Dave. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um. All right. Let's, uh. Oddly enough, my only other this day in sports was 11 years ago today. The the taller Tom Brady yeah. set an NFL record for throwing five touchdown passes in a quarter when he did so in the second quarter against the Tennessee Titans. I mean, five touchdown passes in the game is amazing. <laughs> crazy. Five in one quarter is is. Truly bizarre Were because the, you usually don't get five possessions in a quarter. Right. I, I was just wondering if the uh, D-backs had their shoelaces tied together. It, it would be interesting if one of our <laughs> listeners could go back on that box score, which would be October 18th, 2009, and dissect that quarter. Because what must have happened is, like, in the first quarter, the Patriots were driving, got to, like, first and goal from the eight. First play of the second quarter, Brady throws a touchdown, and there had to be some turnovers involved in there to get. I mean, because you typically don't get five possessions in a quarter, right? Much less be able to throw five touchdown passes in a quarter. But agree, yeah. Anyway, so Tom Brady stuck it to the shorter. Um, Aaron Rodgers, as Ruby disagrees, because Ruby, as everybody knows, Ruby is an Aaron Rodgers fan. She's pretty disappointed that the Bears lost, right? Um, and then eleven years ago. The GOAT threw five touchdown passes in a quarter. Crazy. Uh, my second one, 1974. Do we want to take a taste of this before? No, we... you can go ahead and give your second one. You have a third and I don't. Well, the third was that was my was my backup in case. And oh, okay. My backup happened to be the one that you just said. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So I only got the two here. Um, I know we don't talk much basketball. It's not much of a basketball pod. However, this one, I think, warrants um, some recognition. 1974, Nate Thurman, Chicago Bull, first NBA player to have a quad double in a game. 22 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, and 12 blocks. I mean, that is a I, – I, I would have loved to have seen that game because that is pretty much dominated by one individual. Yes, he had a great game. And actually, it's it's not really the pods rule. It's actually this guy's rule. I don't discuss that league. I'll just pretend it happened in, in college. He was the first college player <laughs> okay. that had a, a quad double. Um, but since you brought uh, hoops into the action, yeah. Isaiah Thomas said there's no question now who is the GOAT. And Isaiah Thomas is still butthurt that Jordan kept him off the Olympic team, and it's not even close. 
the GOAT of that league that I don't discuss is still Michael Jordan. And in, if, if LeBron James would, would have played in Michael Jordan's era, he would have been Rick Mahorn. He's a crybaby little, he's a crybaby, and he couldn't wash Michael Jordan's dirty jockstrap, if Michael Jordan even wore a jockstrap. <laughs> well, during the 80s, probably not. Probably not, no. Um, all right, Pigeon Hill. Muskegon's own um, Pigeon Hill Brewing Company, the third Oktoberfest. Ah, that sucks. That yeah. just tastes. I don't. That is. That's. That, I, I would. I would label this one a little dank. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing. This is not Oktoberfest. I mean, this is. This is not Oktoberfest. I don't. I don't like it. Um, yeah. This is. I don't. Yeah. Well, let's let's get to, <clears throat> let's get this uh, tasting out of the way here quick. You can have the rest of the Pigeon Hill can, Dave. <laughs> Done. Um, all right. Got to have half my cracker here. All right. Uh, our fourth and final flight Oof. of segment two is Sierra Nevadas. Oktoberfest. Our another bottle beer. The Sam Adams is a bottle, and the Oktoberfest Sierra Nevada is also a bottle. Cheers. Cheers. That's got some flavor. Yep. Not mm. a, Huh. We had I got of this flight. Um, uh, Oktoberfest is the winner, followed by, let me see, I think Sierra Nevada is going to be my second favorite of this flight. Right. Outside, then Sierra Nevada. Correct. Yeah, I would agree. And then Goose Island, and then Pigeon Hill, so. That one's still got a little funky bite to it. I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. Which that. one, the Sierra Nevada? Sierra Nevada, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I'm voting uh, Oddtoberfest from Oddside as segment two, flight one winner. But I still couldn't. I couldn't rate Oddside better than Sam Adams. No, I, I, I wouldn't either. I'd agree. All right, Dave. If nothing else, flights, football, and anything else. Is a listener first podcast. Absolutely. We, we like to take care of our loyal listeners. Three more tastings yet to go on our first annual Oktoberfest taste off. And you're gonna you're thinking to yourself, wait, I am. wait a second, I only have two in front of me. What's going on? As do I. Third the third the last of the night, only a loyal listener. Mr. Chuck McPeak knows the inside story to that. And we'll get to that when we get to it. But first off, I want to take care of another loyal listener, Mr. Blackhawk Larry. Our resident pod, you know, keep us on our toes, dot your I's, cross your T's type guy. Because I know how much he loves our fantasy football, our flights football and anything else, fantasy football update. (laughs) 
And I got to tell you, I am poised. You know, I'm not giving up the moniker of the champ easily because I am poised after blistering the behinds of Josh, Henry, and yourself with 50 points in week five. I am poised to become the leader after week six because Josh is at 214. He has McCaffrey, and Evans didn't do anything, so he has McCaffrey. He has uh, Kyle Murray, to, Kyler Murray tomorrow and 214 points through week six. I'm at 210 points, no. and I've got Mahomes, Elliott, Hopkins and Hill in yet another COVID-related Monday night football double dip. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Henry has 100... No, I'm sorry, 200 even. Because Julio Jones got him 16 points, and he has Tyreek Hill and Ezekiel Elliott. And for the astute listeners who are saying, wait a second, Henry doesn't have Zeke? Well... Josh finally gave his go-ahead to let you guys replace injured running backs. Thank you. Or injured players that are out for the year. I mean, now McCaffrey's coming back, so you're stuck with his zeros. Um, He's got Hill and Zeke with 16 points, so he's at an even 200 points. And you... Did I even get to 100 yet? Uh, you're at 132 because week six you had your best week because your (laughs) Barkley replacement... One Derrick Henry went off today yes. with two touchdowns and 212 yards rushing. Yes, um, he Derrick Henry is truly the king of the 90 yard or longer touchdown run because he's well, who's sna- going to get in front of him? Well, not but what's yeah, the dude is a freaking freight train. I agree with that. <laughs> but once he got out in open field, that big boy moved, moves. And nobody, I, I mean, he I'm ran saying. away from people. The guy weighs like what, six hundred pounds, and he, he still I'm runs saying. away from people. So when um, I was thinking of my replacement, I was thinking, of who's the biggest badass that yeah. nobody really likes to tackle? So That'd um, be Derek Henry. So yeah, so it, I mean, unless my guys on Monday night just lay a complete absolute egg. Going into week seven, the champ is going to be on top where he belongs. And, you know, hey, Josh gave the word, hey, they can pick a replacement. So that'll be the rule moving forward. If you have a guy that's out for the year, you can replace him. So uh, without further ado, let's go to Griffin Claw's entry into the Oktoberfest category. Very, very... Cheers. Gold. I mean, it almost looks like... Looks like a Bud Light. Yeah, Bud Light. <laughs> Nothing on the scents. Barely anything on the taste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Griffin... I mean, it was what almost is, like... What is this? It was almost like Griffin Claw just gave up on the October fashion. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, uh, we can't... Slap, yeah, we slap can, it on the can and put a Bud Light in there. The, you know the the brewmaster of Griffin Claw said, "Ah, this is kind of like a, a a failed batch. What do you want me to do with it? Ah, call it our Oktoberfest. <laughs> you know, we, we can't just we can't just throw it away. Yeah, there's no way we can throw it away. Just call it our Oktoberfest. I mean, hey, who's kidding? Who? I'm gonna finish this fucker. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But yeah." There's not. There's nothing to this. There's no. I mean, this. We're it's drinking, literally a Bud Light. Yeah, we're. Yeah, I was gonna say Coors Light, but we're, <laughs> Coors Light. Coors Light, sure. Bud Light. 
It's not as good as Miller Lite, so I won't say Miller Lite. Hmm. Yeah, yeah they're, I they're, got they're, no Oktoberfest yeah, yeah, in here at all. There's nothing that resembles Oktoberfest at all. And uh, let me double. Does that? It's true fest beer style. I don't think so. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, maybe they're trying to trick you. With, look at the can; looks yeah. like one of those things that's trying. Yeah, to where like, you stare at it long enough, you'll see the yeah. you know, a woman's face or something. But uh, yeah, I'm very disappointed. I mean, I, I will finish the pint just because. You know, I don't have a drinking. Just because I, I don't have a drinking problem, I have a stop drinking problem. Is what I have. <laughs> um, so, uh, and yeah. on that note, I lost my train of thought. So I will pour another flight. I, maybe the second flight of Griffin Claw will hit the spot a little so. better. I don't think so. I mean, I, I could drink this all night. It's just not that good. No, I mean, it's, just like it's I not. Can, yeah, I could drink Bud Light all night long, but when, I just don't like it. When you start with the goat and you go to oh, some, yeah. like that, yeah, there's, there, no, there's. Uh... So, um, yeah. uh, what I, I don't think we have, let, so. Without further ado, let's move on to the, the triple route. Yeah, because you, and then we'll go to the random question. Random question. And then, and then we'll we, finish it off with your surprise. Oh, my surprise. I love it. I'm just so excited. I mean, I don't know if it'll taste any good, but I had to, you know, and Chuck, you know what I'm talking about, big foul. Hang with me, buddy. Oh, Cheers. Before we drink this, yeah. Speaking of commercials that we talked about that we like, yeah. Why don't we just get in the running car? I love that commercial. This is like the third October that Geico's brought oh. it back. And he's like, are you crazy? Let's go behind the chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, great idea. Like, right. When you're in a horror movie, you make dumb decisions. Oh, yeah. the, her, I mean, she's the perfect crier. Like, Why don't we just get in the running car? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I love that commercial. All right. Better. Well, oh, yeah. Well, shit. We could have pissed in a cup and been better than Griffin Claw, but I, you know what? Um, I tell you what. Excuse I, me. Whew. The Triple Root Oktoberfest. That's got some bite. Mar, the Marzon style lager. Might give odds. I, I still think Sam Adams is going to walk away from here, the king. But this might be better than odd side. And you know what? While we were on break, Dave, mm -hmm. I had to look, because I know our listeners are lazy and they're not going to look up the untapped ratings. Except for Larry. We were, well, Larry ain't looking up any untapped ratings of beer. Oh, I no, guarantee no, no. you true, that. True, true, true. But according to untapped, we were six one hundredths of a point off because the untapped crowd ranked Sierra Nevada 3.69 and odd side 3.63. And then Pigeon Hill 3.57 and Goose Island 3.54. So we were all in the neighborhood. I mean, you know, because right. 369 and 363 are close, but we went odd side Sierra Nevada, Goose Island, Pigeon Hill. Untapped went... On topped on, on tapped went Sierra Nevada, odd side Pigeon Hill, Goose Island. So, for what it's worth, what can you do? But I think our rating was better. Yeah, I do too. Fuck on tapped. 
I am enjoying the triple root though. I like that. There's a little bit of a like a little almost a spice, a maybe even yeah. a little spicier taste than the goat. That was I was trying to find an adjective that yeah, it's almost yeah, yeah. A, it's a sentiment. It's a, it's got a little on the finish, a little yeah, zing. <laughs> maybe it's not cinnamon. Okay, maybe yeah, it's not cinnamon, but it's something. something at the end. Right. Some kind of root. <laughs> Did you get it or no? Yeah, get a triple root. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so. All right. So. So. I'll have my palate cleansing cracker here. I'm interested to see what the uh, the untapped crowd thinks of the uh, triple root because I'm I'm digging this motherfucker. Ian Anderson is pitching game seven for the Braves. Is it Ian or Ian? Um, what show? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ian. 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 <laughs> um. <clears throat> Okay, random questions. Now they are Oktoberfest related. I'm I'm just gonna test. You can't look at any of your notes. I want to see right. how well you you uh, research this. Notes are closed. All right. So, where does the word beer come from? Germany. Well, that's debatable. Okay, so some think it. Some think it's from the Latin. Uh, Bibire, I'm probably putting my uh, English spin on that. It's probably not pronounced that way. Which well, means it's Latin. Well, yeah. Which means to drink. Okay? Okay. Or the Proto-Germanic, um, and I'm just going to spell it, B-E-R, no, excuse me, B-E-U-W-O. Bureau? Sure. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, okay. Go Which ahead. then, over the you know centuries or whatnot, uh, became B I E R, which in Germany is beer or beer. So uh, that in Proto-Germanic means barley, which I would tend to believe, okay. since they probably made some of the first batches With barley. of barley. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So moving forward, though, <clears throat> excuse me. Oktoberfest. Now, it was canceled this year in 2021. Uh, it's moving to September 18th through October 3rd. First Sunday in October. First Sunday in October. Now, um, I want you to take a stab at how big do you think the overall square footage of all the Oktoberfest tents combined within the park so typically in Munich, there's a park, and they they have some beer gardens that they set up. How square footage wise, what do you think the total square footage is of all of the tents and all of the beer gardens combined? All right, and I'm gonna I will, I'll put the disclaimer out there right now that if this was my role at Cedar Point, where I had to guess your age, weight, or birthday. I would be fired probably after three days for giving away too many <laughs> giant, giant, giant stuffed animals because I am the absolute worst judgment of of that. So square footage, 
a festival that's been going on for 200 and what do we say? It was 210 years. I will say 300,000 square feet. You are, I, you know what? I'm going to give you a, you're really close. 400, said. <laughs> 420,000 square feet. I'll take that. I'll, yeah, I'm you know what I mean? That as a fucking win. Yeah, absolutely. But, you I didn't say like 10,000 square feet or something right. silly well, like that. I don't know. I really don't know how big 400,000 square feet <laughs> is, but it's... It's a shitload that, of space. But it, not a, it shouldn't be that much. It's not... It, I mean, I almost was thinking, well, is it like a 10-mile radius? Yeah, no. You know, it's, no, that, no, you know, it's a lot I mean, smaller than that, yeah. So, that, so I was, I'm happy I went with the square footage. Yeah. Well, you know, you asked how many square foot, so obviously. So how many, how many tents do you think? 400,000 square feet. Now there's six large tents. I'm, I'm going to give you that. Six, six large tents. <coughs> Excuse me, I got some of that cracker stuck in the wrong pipe. Six large tents that turn over 12,000 people per day during Oktoberfest. But how many total tents do they have within the park? 11,048. No, how many tents? Like physical tents. 11,000. 11,000 tents? And four, yeah, because I, I figure there's, there's probably just like like a flea market. I'm envisioning oh, a flea oh. market where like yeah, every Tom, Dick, and Harry <laughs> that has something to go with. 14. No, These not. tents are fucking big, dude. No, I, I was trying to give you a heads up and say they they cycle th- in each one of these tents, they cycle through 12,000 people. Per day. Right. Anyway, how many people? How many people during the whole week? Uh, or excuse me, the not the week? whole week. The, during the two weeks of October, three best. million. That's close. Keep going. Six million. Keep going. Nine million. Nah, you're a little over. Seven million. Well, okay, so it's three million. When, when you when you told me I was close at three million, I really wasn't. You should have said no. <laughs> well, you're way halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and that wasn't, wasn't even near halfway. So, all right. So, seven million people go to. Right. So, when this podcast catches on and we become famous, yeah. So, like episode two sixty six, right? We will do from October October fest. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Right. Now, I got a couple other little questions here. How many liters of Bavarian beer do they go through during the two weeks? Oh, God. You just said 7 million people. Yep. Math guy, let's go. Oh, uh, everybody's got to do at least a liter. 10 million liters. 6 million. Not everybody's even doing a fucking liter of beer. That's <laughs> bullshit. All right, well, I, I was close. So I, I was right on on one, yep. way off on the other, and... Slightly over on. You well, know. you got to figure like grandmas go and yeah, but you still, know. Now, I was I thought my ten million was going to be low. Yeah, no, <clears throat> because you go to Oktoberfest. I'm going to Oktoberfest. Oh, there's I'm some fucking, people. I'm fine. You're I will, drinking a hundred liters oh, at least. Well, I, and I'm I will puke <laughs> in somebody's vehicle at Oktoberfest <laughs> without drinking a without drinking a, a spare cigarette out of a out of a bottle or can. Okay, last one. All right. Best movie about Oktoberfest. The best, in my opinion, the the best movie about Oktoberfest 
it's almost an offhanded reference to it, and it is the second worst of the National Lampoon Vacation movies. I'm going yeah. National Lampoon's European Vacation, which was absolutely fucking horrible, but still better than Vegas Vacation. <laughs> that is great, <laughs> but not the right answer. All right. All right. Beer Fest. That's a movie? That's a movie. Have you ever seen it? No, never heard of it. Not only it's, not heard it's, of it. it's on the same it's on the same line or same genre, so to speak, as like a hot tub time machine. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Just a yeah. fun turn your brain off, you know, quirky, slapsticky. But now who now who decided that? Or is that your answer? That's my that's oh, mine. Okay, yeah. yeah so you, all right. I was gonna say. That's that's my opinion. And, and in fairness, <laughs> European vacation wasn't about Oktoberfest. True, they just happened to go in there when Chevy Chase this, started punching people. You're, exactly. No, this was uh, this was two brothers, um, Eric and Paul from America. Yeah, from America, happened upon a secret and centuries-old beer games competition during a visit to Germany's Oktoberfest. After losing badly. They return to America, assemble an impressive team of brew lovers, and return to Germany for a rematch. I I know I've never seen it, but I think, or, or like maybe it was one of those like as I'm just like remote controlling it. Yeah, and I I saw I may have like watched minutes of it. I know I've never seen it from start to finish. Right. And it like if you would have said beer fest, I would have never thought. Oh, that's a movie. I would have thought sure. beer fest. And I was like, yeah. Oh, the, you want a drink? Let's go. But it's <laughs> that, absolutely about. October oh, okay, fest, I got so, you. Right. You know what I mean? That's All why right. I fell into that one. You got number three. The tasting. The tasting. Oh, I do. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> Actually, um. Chuck actually went to Ideal Party Store. I'm wondering with me. what the hell's going to happen because you got this huge smile on your face, like something. All right. Well, well, I, we I don't know if the beer is any good, but I, Chuck went to Ideal Party Store with me, and kudos to Ideal Party Store. You know, and we're giving you a free ad to our millions and millions of listeners, Ideal Party Store. So hopefully you don't, uh, hopefully you do pay it forward, if you will. They had all the Oktoberfest, and I stuck with the Oktoberfest, even though in that same section, there were a lot of, like, screaming pumpkins and oh, yeah. pumpkin mash and pumpkin this. And that's, that's, I just strictly that's a, went with the Oktoberfest. Yeah. And um, I looked down, and I saw it, and I said, Chuck, <laughs> got her, right? I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? And uh, so anyway... Only our lawyer listeners are going to get this reference because if you think back, you turn back the clock to episode 39, which was happy birthday, champ. (laughs) Happy birthday, champ. Our first selection was a very messy big red cock. Um, I rated it fairly low on our scale at 2.14, and that was before I was absolutely blasted out of my mind because that was our first tasting of episode 39 and dave rated a 3.34 so what you know dave since you enjoyed the big red cock so much to end off our first annual Oktoberfest tasting we've got vivant breweries very own 
Cocktoberfest. Cocktoberfest. <laughs> so wow. And the and, you know and the Braves are lighting this big redheaded up in the top of the first inning of the seventh game of the NLCS. We are going to pour our eighth and final tasting to see if anyone can dethrone the goat, Sam Adams. Oh, a nice copper color to the Cocktoberfest. <laughs> You're enjoying saying that way oh, too yeah. much. You know, hey, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. No. But hey. I got to tell you, though, every time you said Big Red Cock from, the la- from episode 39, they had May. The pitcher for the Dodgers up on the with mound, the red, and the, I just yeah, couldn't get that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah so okay. you think red hair? Yeah, so May's got a big red cock as we taste. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, naked on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher, naked on a cold day. Here we go. That's good. Yeah, October Fest is way better than the big red cock. <laughs> as they go to May on the mound. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> God, knock it off. Hmm. Interesting. Right? I'm telling you what, Mike. For me, this is as close to the Sam Adams oh, as you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. So... But I, hey, it, hey! I I, I literally guys are crazy. I literally I literally did save the best for last. Apparently, then because I, I you know I we don't brew the beer, Dave. No, we, you know we no. just try to taste it. Right. And as far as Oktoberfest goes, I mean, we had eight of them. The goat was be the goat was the one. Turned a double play, but another run scores two nothing Braves. Um. Wait a second, weren't weren't the bases loaded? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, should have been two nothing. I thought the bases were loaded. Nope, but anyway, not. Nobody on third. All right, yeah, that's okay. That's the run. Okay. So stand corrected. Runners on first and second, they grounded a double play. Anyway, but yeah, you know. So I found. Seven competitors oh, for yeah. to go against the goat of Oktoberfest, and by and large, most of them were duds. But Except, you found a gem. Yeah, it's found a gem, and what I thought was just a joke of a beer because you know because <laughs> of the name. And so now I'm led to believe that the explosion of the big red cock from episode 39 that just foamed all over the place was due to a dating issue. Because you would assume an Oktoberfest beer is relatively fresh. Right. And this poured like a champ. Yep. Tastes like a champ. So, I mean, I will say... Mm-hmm. I, I can't... I. Well, anyway, before we close this <laughs> out, do you have anything else you want to add to the pot here? Do you want to... Choose our ratings and go from there. Or? You want, oh, you, I can I can do this one. I am going to really think about this and say I don't think it has 
and, and for our listeners that have been listening from the start, you, you know, I've they know I've got kind of a sweet tooth, so I don't get quite the quite the caramel notes from this. However, I rated uh, the Sam Adams Oktoberfest three point seven zero, so I'm gonna go three point six five. All right, so, yeah. You're just under the October Sam Adams. I'll stay just under the Sam Adams. I have Sam Adams at 375. I think the best of the seven clearly was the Cocktoberfest from Vivint Brewery. I'll go 370, and it beats Oddside's Oddtoberfest. Yeah, because this is the richest of the seven by far. Yeah. I mean, they, they and, had the closest. I wonder if they mimicked Sam Adams. They had to try to, like, yeah. yeah they, like, uh, what, like, in the tech world, re-engineer it and then say, how do we get as close to that as possible? Right, because, if you, I mean, if you look at the, our first tasting of segment three was griffin claw I mean, I mean look at the color of those oh. two beers they're not even close no. i mean it's no one's copper and one is Almost, gold yeah i mean you know well, yeah. so I, but yeah so i'm glad i saved the best for last it, it was meant as a joke and it, it came <laughs> yeah, in and you it, are you're perplexed it, it i mean came, i can look it, at you it, you're like it, how is this it was meant as a joke and it's got you know it has sam adams on the ropes with his hands up you know buckle back and i'm not saying he's gonna knock him out but Definitely way, way, way better than oh, yeah. the Big Red Cock. I and mean, that was terrible because <laughs> yeah. I rated it at 2.14. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you had this one at what? 3. Point... I went 3.7 because I, I yeah. think maybe even I, it, it, I'd like to do like maybe three weeks later do a blind tasting where you pour Cocktoberfest in one glass and Sam Adams in the other. And then I do it, and I don't only right. you know what it is because sure. I think maybe this is a case of you know, you know, because nobody would ever agree that oh I like Meyer chips better than right Frito Lay right because it's embarrassing to like a private label brand right, but yeah. So I yeah, agree. this was, this was close. I this a, a very what a way to end episode forty four, Dave. Agreed. I mean, I, I guess there really is no other way to end it with a, with, other than with a Cocktoberfest. <laughs> as long as it's not a Bukaki. Well, well yeah, that's, I guess that would be a Cocktoberfest, though. <laughs> so, as I look down into our first ever flight, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Mm.